0: Hey, friends. Welcome back to the Called to Lead podcast. On today's episode, I'm going to be interviewing my friend Britt Bankey, who just did something really crazy huge and ranked to the top 12 in our company and built a team of over a thousand people with five simple steps that she shows a brand new artist, or that's what we call distributors in our company, our artist. She shows them exactly how to start their business profitably and then builds confidence for other leaders in how they can do the same. And Britt is so generous to share exactly what she's done. And you're just going to fall in love with her heart because she was a former introvert who never felt like this was something that she could do. And she's done it by using the integrate method that we've been talking about on this podcast, but specifically going the route of the virtual party as the duplicatable step that can build a massive business, both for herself and for her team. So buckle up and get excited for all the wisdom that Britt is going to share today. Yay. Are you dreaming of making a long-term income and impact beyond your own efforts, but feel like you're struggling to replicate your results? I'm Heather, a former burned out boutique owner turned top network marketing leader And I've learned the hard way that you don't have to do all the things all on your own. Now, my passion is helping social sellers scale their business by choosing faith over fear and using simple duplicatable systems without having to sell your soul to social media. I'm so excited to share with you simple tips, tricks, and tools to help you take your business to the next level. In each episode, I'll share faith-focused wisdom, proven systems that your team can duplicate, and inspiring stories from other leaders who have been right where you are today. Are you ready to grow your team, find joy and fulfillment, and feel free? Break out your favorite pen and notebook, and let's dive in. Okay, guys, y'all are going to fall in love with my friend, Britt Banky. You guys, she is just such a doll and I've loved getting to know her a little bit more on my Saint journey, but she's done something huge here at Saint, something that actually less than 12 people in the entire company of 30,000 plus have ever done. And that's ranked to what we call artist eight. And I'll share our income disclosure statement in the show notes so you can number one, check out what that looks like, because it's pretty special. But also, you can know that it's not done without a lot of hard work. But we're going to dive into the episode where Britt is going to share her heart and her story, but also some really amazing tangible tips that you can implement in your business if you are wanting to grow a team of a 1,000 people like Britt that is just absolutely exploding. So Britt, thank you so much for taking the time to be on today and share your story.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited. I was pumped when you asked me to do it. I can't wait.
0: I was pumped and I was so excited because she just, gosh, it's been, I think a week, right? Since the Mm -hmm. big happened. And I knew right away, I had told Britt that even though she's not on my team and we've met, of course, through Saint, but I didn't know her story well, but I could watch her and I knew what was happening and I knew that she was doing amazing things. And so the minute that she was recognized as hitting this monumental rank, which P.S. has not happened in like two and a half years within our company, I was like, oh man, I got to know her story and I got to... Be prayerful that she will be willing to share it with all of you. So I am just so excited because I know in talking to you that the way that you've done this is a way that anyone, literally anyone, and I'm talking to you that's listening that feels like she's not a leader or the introvert that's scared to put herself out there, or definitely I know a big portion of my podcast listeners don't really want to grow an online following or become an online influencer in order to have to grow their business. And that's the best part about the way you've done this. So, Brett, I'd love for you to give us the backstory of just your life, where you're from, your family, uh, and just kind of give us a picture of who you are before we dive into the business side.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I am from a very small town in Wisconsin. It is a little bit northwest of Green Bay. So we're packing fans over here. I um, have um, a smaller, like, we are obsessed with dirt biking. We're a big dirt biking family. We have a little track in our backyard. My husband works full-time in IT, so he's my computer specialist behind the scenes. <laughs> we just call IT. Um, I have 15-year-old stepdaughter, Audrina. She is starting to drive and so scary. <laughs> and I also have my son, Robin, who is six. He's in kindergarten. He kicks us on her toes as well. Yeah, we're very family-oriented. We yeah, love to we spend time with my parents. We're always over at their house, especially in the summer, all down the lake.
0: And I know we were chatting about this. When you first joined, Saint, our company in 2019, did you ever think you'd be where you are now, which is a team of over a 1,000 women and growing? Did you ever see
1: yourself there? Absolutely not. Like I actually never saw myself in anything that, like social media wise, anything sales wise, just like that big aspect of things. Like I always knew that I wanted to do uh, growing up, my family, my parents own a really big investment company where they also are, owned a family farm. So like I was with the whole entrepreneurship growing up and I knew eventually like I wanted to do something like that. I just never knew what exactly and how I would get there like today. So it's just, it's something really cool to see it happen, especially when you never really expect it coming from where it does and, but also knowing that you wanted it. You just didn't know how or when. So,
0: yes. I love it. You were telling me that you're introverted, right? So putting yourself out there or, you know, to even training, leadership training, or like you said, social media, what do you feel like inspired you to maybe put yourself out there to get this thing started? Like, how did you even get started in your business?
1: So I got started. I was watching my friend, Megan Garza. She was doing a Saint, or at the time, mascara video and really got me intrigued with the makeup. The first time I tried it, loved it. And then from there, I signed up and gosh, I had no experience. With social media, like anything at all. And I was extremely shy. Like I was the one to be on the sideline of every like conversation. I would sit there and listen, but I would never speak up. I was always the one to wait and listen and that type of thing, never to take initiative and do things like on my own, right? So when it came to that, <laughs> I'm like, all right, I bought this RS kit. I cannot let this shit go to waste. I just spent money on this. I'm not gonna let it sit here. So I actually started out with a Facebook party for my aunt and I felt really comfortable going live in that group because it was like my aunt and her friends who I knew pretty well. So that first live video, of course, I was still like super nervous and really scared, but that really helped me. I feel like get out of my comfort zone by doing that first video with people that I I knew. So they knew who it was behind the screen a little bit.
0: I love that. So it's a baby step, which I know feels like a huge step for a lot of people to do something like going live, showing or demoing a product. Of course, we're in a makeup company, but that could, that same principle applies for whatever it is that your company sells. And I know that it can be a scary step, but it can be such a huge step because how did you feel like after you did put yourself out there? And then I'm sure your aunt's friends like went nuts for it did you feel empowered would you say to do the tackle the next big scary thing
1: yeah exactly and it's just like a ripple effect you do the one live video and you're on such a high from that and maybe something went totally wrong and you know it happens but it's still like you did it and you're like okay I can do that again and then you do a video somewhere else and you just keep taking those steps and then like you said all of a sudden you're in these leadership roles and you host your own Zoom for the first time. And it is so scary. <laughs> it's so scary being on a team Zoom and everyone sitting there watching you, waiting to see what you're going to say. It's like, oh God, you guys don't put so much pressure on me.
0: <laughs> I think so many women, it's like, we almost think you've got to dream big, right? But I don't, I think so many women think too big. And I think they feel like I could never do what like even what you do or what I do. But what they don't realize is it you didn't do your first team Zoom like right after you did that live, right? Like you did the first live, mm-hmm. small group of women, and then you probably did another one right from that class. And then you've built your entire business and in your entire team on that principle of doing parties, on doing virtual, primarily right. like, tiny town, <laughs> virtual classes. Yes. So it took a lot of steps to get there to the to where you're actually doing a team zoom where you're telling them how to do it, right? Is that would you say that's how yeah. it looked like?
1: Yes, yes, exactly. And I mean, it's it, it takes that one step and then you just have to keep going and it just leads to so much more.
0: I think the best thing about the way that you started your business and the way that I know that you've now duplicated not just to your team but also to your leaders and their team is the power of the party. And tell me specifically, like with your team, you teach that same process, right? Of what you did for your aunt or for yourself. Because was that your launch class, would you say? Was that your very first class as an artist? Was you doing that live and your aunt was the hostess? Is that right?
1: Yes, exactly. Back when I started, launch classes weren't really a thing yet. Like it wasn't no one really did them. So it was just, you're on your own here, figure out how to go about this. And I'm like, I'm going to do a party.
0: I love it. And one of the things we talk about on the podcast is a lot is like a lot of people, myself included and you too. we start our business, me focused, right? Like, how am I going to make back my kit investment? How am I going to put this out there to my friends and family? And then what happens when you're doing that in a very natural way, or you're doing it in a way that women feel like, Oh wait, I could do this too. She made that look really easy, and she seems really nice and relatable. Naturally, women are gonna come along that journey and want to do it too. And so then a lot of leaders wind up shifting their focus almost too much into their team, where the them focus, as I've called it, they get in management mode. And so, were you? Would you say from the beginning were you more? Because I think where you are now, and you don't get to where you are in the business without shifting your focus to the we phase, meaning you're still working your business, you're still doing the things that started and grew your business, but you're inviting your entire team to join you in those really simple steps of doing it. Like you've broken it down into six or five or six steps to get started in your business. So talk us through that. What does the power of we look like for you and specifically how have part been an element to that?
1: Yeah. So with our, our onboarding process as a team, we love to just keep things very simple. The quicker that we can have girls get going and get started and just make it really easy is what we've found super successful. So we broke it down into six steps. So the first step is getting to know their back office. So we have a really quick video on that. Then they go into creating a party link. Then they go into creating a Facebook group and then from that Facebook group we have we teach them how to invite people to their launch party, how to announce that they're an artist, and then we dive right into beginning their launch class and how to post in there, how to go live, and then from there finding hostesses to do their own part and post for them as well. Super simple and keeping that easy duplication, I feel like is really where we strive and how it just keeps us growing. So simple.
0: And you do this and you teach this in a private Facebook community for your team. Is that right?
1: Yes, exactly. Yep. We have a group that we have. We utilize the guide section of our group. So they just go through and click through there to complete each section. And then once they're done with the artist two sections, then they can move on to the leadership function
0: okay, got it. So this is like getting started. It's five simple steps. And then what is super cool. And, and you mentioned this is once you've done that, then you get more hostesses like your aunt or the fired up friend that was like, yeah, yeah, same makeup. I want some freebies. And then that's how they build their business, right? That's how they get new customers. Even if they didn't know, that's the, I'm sure you're like that way. Like you, there are 20% like your town of 5,000, like you've got 1,000, 20% of that's on your team. And they're certainly not all in your town. And you certainly didn't know them before. And so I think, so again, women think too big. And they're like, I don't know a 1,000 women. I live in a small town. Like this isn't possible for me. But the way you get to know people is finding those hostesses and building the businesses, right? Yes, exactly. Have you had any, I'm curious about this. Have you had any pushback to people not necessarily wanting to do it either on Facebook or not wanting, being intimidated by the launch, like the launch words? Or do you find that people, if you just say, hey, this is what works for us, do these steps? Do they follow it?
1: Yeah. I'm going to say for the most part, we've never really had any pushback. And there's the few girls who want to maybe do Instagram or TikTok, but I feel like they still then even start out on Facebook just because they're like, I guess that's where majority of my people are, right? Like my friends and family are over on Facebook. So they like to get started there and then funnel over into different platforms as well.
0: I love that. And I think creative people and one of the principles that I know I talk about in the course I did with Sarah Davies, the replicate results course, we talk about the creator versus the leverager and about I'd say 20% of people love to get really creative and almost reinvent the wheel. I'm actually one of, one of those people. I'd love to almost make it too complicated because I'm like, oh, I'm going to do it differently and spend all this time recreating <laughs> the wheel. And a, but about 80% of people are leveragers and they just want to be told what to do. They just want someone to say, like, yeah. okay, if you want to make it back your kit investment, do X, Y, Z. The cool thing about the 20%ers is if you give them the five or six steps to do it on Facebook, but yet maybe they are using Instagram or they want to do it in person. Those people, they're going to get creative anyway. And that's the best part about the business model is there is so much freedom in how you can run this business. But I know, and I know because you have exemplified that beautifully, that truly this concept of getting to know your back office, but only the basics, starting, setting up a party link, creating a Facebook group. Do you do private or public? What do you teach on there?
1: We do public.
0: Public, okay, perfect. That's what I, me too. So a public Facebook group. And then you invite them to launch and you're wa- walking them through all those little steps. And then they post about the product, right? They share the power of the product and then they go live. And then they do the whole process over again by by generating hostesses. Um, oh, my brain, my brain just, but basically like those simple steps you can do over and over again. And again, it has worked for a thousand women on your team. So that is incredible. You should be so proud Britt.
1: I am so proud. Every every single girl on our team, I feel like is, as a leader, it's like you need all of these pieces and like having that community is what just keeps you going. And it's just, it's so cool to see how it changes everyone else's lives too
0: the cool thing about the rank of artist eight that you've hit to is you haven't just duplicated a bunch of people joining your team or a bunch of people selling the makeup. You've duplicated leaders as well. And I know you don't get to rank without amazing leaders. And I know specifically Jen and Carrie and Bonnie, you have some amazing leaders on your team that are a huge factor in this. But I think again, women can almost think too big where they're almost focused on an I need an artist X, Y, Z, like whatever this high rank leader really Any company, and ours in particular, has what is called a foundation rank, which is the first leadership level. And it sounds like your leaders and you have really figured out once an artist is grounded in their first foundational basics of their business, you then teach them how to get to that next leadership rank, and you link arms together. You get to know them. You build that kind of culture and community right around that leader in building our business. And what that's done is it's duplicated a bunch of artist threes, which then create artist fours, fives, sixes, and sevens, and so on. So maybe talk us through that next step of how you teach someone to hit that foundation.
1: Yeah. And I think that brings me back to the simplicity. So I feel like a very intimidating thing for the leadership is training someone else. Like maybe someone I knew myself, I'm terrified of bringing on someone else. So, having that really simple five step system for launching a new artist gives these girls the confidence to be like, okay, like that was really simple. I can just plug my new artist into these guides and it's all taken care of, right? And she doesn't. The leader artist doesn't need to know everything in order to bring on a new artist. I think that's one of the most important things is we just give them the confidence that they can be a leader, even though you don't have to know everything.
0: Oh, I love that. I do think you're right that I think what holds people back from that leadership phase, whatever leadership it is, they feel like, again, like you did at the very beginning of, I don't know what to tell them, or I don't feel like I'm necessarily a leader. I don't want to train them. And what's cool about your system is people, they don't necessarily always do what you tell them to do, but they'll do what they see you do. So if they know, oh, she tagged me in this guide and I followed these steps, that's all I have to have someone do if they join my team. Okay, I can do that. And it gives them the confidence to share their experience if and when somebody does decide to join them in business. And then they've got that process that's very simple for the onboarding that I think it all It starts with that confidence, basically, for them to feel like they can do this. So would you agree that's like the differentiating factor is less teaching them some magic trick, but more showing them that it's really easy to bring someone on and help them make their kit investment back?
1: Yes, exactly. That's what we're all of us as we have a real, like you said, we have a really strong leadership team and we're always striving to figure out how we can help girls grow into leadership more and just keeping that flow.
0: Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Now, how do you balance, and I know there will be people listening because you and I are on a bigger part of a a bigger team. So how, in terms of creating a smaller culture outside of the bigger team culture or even the bigger team systems, because I know you even had a hand in making some of the systems that are available to anyone on this massive team that makes up about 80% of the company. So how have you, and what was maybe the deciding factor in bringing that energy maybe into a smaller community within your team?
1: I'm going to say, so we started utilizing the Big Artist House website and everything, and we tried it out. And from the very beginning, I feel like I've, as a team, we've had a really like close, tight-knit like community where where we're chitter-chattering all the time. We have really great connections with each other. And We're like, okay, we're going to give this a try. We love the layout. We love the simplicity of it. And then I felt like started to stray a little bit and not feel that connection so much. So we're like, okay, we're going to bring this back. We're going to reassess everything. And so that's when we decided to start utilizing the guides and... I think just building the guides as a leadership team really brought us closer together in that community that we knew that we needed to bring back. So just creating something on our own like that was really empowering and something that we loved so much. Like when we posted those guides, like we were all so excited. Like we, everyone had a little part in making a different, a different unit and just doing something together like that really, like really brought the team together and then created that, that culture that we were missing a little bit.
0: Oh my gosh. Thank you for being honest with that. Cause I know I totally threw that for a curveball. And I know from being again, a part of that group, I've seen that same thing too. And what's really crazy is I feel like what you guys went back to is absolutely exactly how I built my business, probably to artist eight. Cause I think it was about when I was artist eight, that, um, that we started creating the artist house, the bigger team systems for it. And I think that mm-hmm. there's power in embracing or leveraging, if you will, certain team systems at different levels in your business. And I genuinely, I know you can't get to artist five, six, or seven without creating a community or culture. And that can't be done with twenty five thousand women. What's on the what's within the artist house? So you've got to make it smaller and find ways to to build that connection piece if you want to get to that level. And I think it's really important and awesome that we have those systems and tools available for maybe artists who aren't there yet, or artists like me, or even potentially you when you feel comfortable, who maybe want to build up new leaders, again, new artists, fours and fives and sixes, who will then create their own microcultures and empower them to do exactly what you've done. And then you can, in turn, kind of step back and leverage the other things so that you're not necessarily always having to be that leader that's doing all the things. Cause you're empowering other leaders, if that makes sense. And so I think it's really important for people to hear your heart and that number one, you gave it a shot. You did, you weren't like, Nope, I'm going to dig in and do my own thing. You were like, you know what? I feel like for us, this, we need that culture piece And you got, again, creative and you, it wasn't just you either. That's the other thing I love about what you said is you weren't just, I'm going to do this and I'm going to spend all my time creating these guides and I'm going to do all these videos. I'm going to post them. No, you got your leaders on board. you got your leadership team. Like you said, you all came together and you, they all had a hand in creating them. So then guess what? They're going to use them, right?
1: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. So do you feel like, I guess, what is next for you? Is it I mean, we were chatting a little bit and leaders are duplicating like bunnies over on your team, which is so exciting. (laughs) So is that (laughs) your goal next is just to build up more now that you've mastered the basics of getting them to artist two and then helping them get to artist three? Maybe what's your strategy or your focus in terms of building larger leaders within your team?
1: I guess we have a lot of up and coming artists, fours and fives and sixes. And I feel like really focusing in on them and helping them emerge into that leadership role and feel like doing the calls and doing the one-on-ones with them and making them feel more comfortable and confident in growing into those, the higher leadership and taking into, I think a, a big thing that we missed a little bit was like leadership how to train on becoming a leader because like you said it's not something that you just fall into and growing into it is it's a scary thing and I feel like there's not a lot of training on okay you're an artist five what should you be doing or how are going about things or how do you communicate with your team and so I feel like really working with our girls that way is is our next step in helping us get bigger and get those sixes to sevens and just keep moving, keep the momentum.
0: I love that. And so it it sounds like it's like those baby steps you had to take or you have to encourage your new artists or your new leaders to do. It can be just as scary to step out in some of these higher level leadership things. And plus, I think women see other people doing it. And there's so many ways to do the leadership side of things, right? There's so many people that maybe team up with someone. And so then some people feel like they have to have a partner to do it. Or you might have a leader that kind of decides she wants to leave the nest and fly away. And that's a beautiful thing too, because a lot of times leaders at higher ranks will have a leader that either outranks them or someone that's near them. And I love that it sounds like you're encouraging them to do the scary leadership things and empower them to feel confident, just like you would a new artist. It's just the actions are different. Is that right?
1: Yes. Exactly right. Yep.
0: Okay. I'd love to wrap up kind of chatting a little bit about social media because this is coming on the tail end of a segment that I've been doing on the podcast where I've shared four different strategies of how to leverage social media to build your network marketing business. And so just a quick summary, the ignore method is not using social media at all. So that's focusing on things like in person or building referral network marketing, like that kind of stuff. The next one is the integrate method, which is what I think fits beautifully with your strategy of having a private Facebook group and creating a community of people who want to try the makeup or who already love the makeup. And that is having a, either a, a private or a presence online, but it's more of you're sharing your family, right? And your farm life and your dirt biking and your Packers stuff. And then you integrate the business here and there. I'm having a class this week. Who wants to come? And then there's the investment strategy, which that's the one that I just, you know, shared about last week, which that's more um, building a following based on just sharing the product. So that looks like creating a separate business Facebook page or an Instagram that's literally sharing all tips and tricks on where to put contour placement and things that And then finally, the last one is the influencer, which is what inevitably when you have a team your size or when you build as many happy customers as you have, naturally, you do tend to build a little bit of a following, whether you're an influencer or not. But that's essentially growing a following in order to grow your business, which is a whole other can of worms. So I'm super curious because I know I shared that graphic with you before we chatted. Do you agree that your strategy and maybe the way that you've run your business personally, where do you see it fitting into to one of those four buckets or does it fit into that?
1: I would say definitely the second one where I'm focused, I'm present on social media. I'm not solely focused on saint. I'm not solely focused on I'm just integrating everything and just having being there. So definitely there.
0: So do you post on, I haven't even looked, but I'm going to stalk you. Do you post, do you post on Instagram (laughs) a lot? And Oh, yeah, you've got Is it's okay that I'm sharing this, but yeah, like 3,400, yeah, it's not a small amount, but again, you've got a thousand people on your team and I'm sure probably more customers than that. Cause how much, how much makeup did, were you recognized for selling? Just so we're all clear at the reunion, what, which, how much makeup have you sold so far?
1: For the sales club, about 430,000, <laughs> like in sales in four years.
0: That's the other thing I wanted to make sure you guys, when Britt joined, it was not at the beginning. Okay. Like me. And I get a lot of people say, Oh, you got in early or you joined at the very beginning. But you guys, there are a bunch of people that I know that joined long before Britt did that are nowhere near where she is in her business. So that's definitely not, um, not like the reason why she is where she is. Cause she quote got in early at all. It's definitely just duplicating the efforts that literally got her started four years ago in the business. But wouldn't you say you probably have about that many customers, probably like thousands of customers to get to that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. more
0: Instagram followers. Yep. So again, it's, you've grown a following not to build your customers, but you've grown a following based on the connections that you've made in sharing the product through something like a class, right? Yeah. So what do you do now? What's your strategy? What does a week in the life of Brit look like in terms of your personal business and your team? What is, what does that look like now?
1: I feel like I still I really focus on my personal sales and business. That always comes first to me because I feel like I always want to be continuing to grow my frontline. So I'm always looking for new customers, always looking for my new artists to bring on. So focused on my personal business. Still doing Facebook classes. I host two Facebook classes a week forever now. (laughs) That's where I find my sales. I have My beauty group on Facebook that I use for my recurring customers. So, posting in there, going live in there. As for social media wise, I story a lot. I use Instagram stories as posting wise. I'm just like sometimes I decide that I want to post my minimalist lifestyle, and other days I don't post for two weeks and Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just sporadic. But, my one, like, my one, like, I have to is. My party's in my beauty group. That's where you'll find me all the time. So doing that and then that takes up a majority of my week. And then my other times I'm connecting with my team and we're planning different events. We are figuring out where we need Maybe girls are struggling with content-wise, so we need to throw some content in our content channel, or maybe we need to work up another team-building event if we're struggling to get new artists, or if we are struggling for sales. Like, How can we do some type of challenge to get these girls' sales coming in and giving them different ideas to run their business? So it's a little mix of both, but I feel like even at this leadership level, your personal business should come first because you want to see your team doing, you want to show them like, this is what I want you to be doing. So if I'm not, if I'm not in my beauty group and they're not seeing me post in there they're like, oh, I guess I don't have to do that. Or if they don't see me on my stories, posting my before and after every couple days that they're like, oh, it's not doing it. I guess yeah. I don't have to do that. So just showing up being the artist that you want to grow, that's who you have to be as well. Oh my gosh.
0: I love that. So the last thing I want to ask you is, I know you said that your hubby's your IT guy, but I do talk about a lot of like kind of tech tools and <laughs> things like that to grow your business. I'm curious, a couple questions would be number one, do you use anything specific with your parties for hosting like Visly or boards or some sort of app to make when you're doing two a week to make your life a little bit simpler? We'll start there.
1: I don't. don't. I don't. And everyone thinks I'm so crazy. I just do the old fashioned copy and paste to upload every individual picture video from my computer. And I am so old fashioned that way, where I've been like my third party tools before, I've been burnt. And I feel like Sometimes like it just messes with not only like myself, I'm worried that these things aren't posting or not being in order, but I also am very particular in my parties about personalizing them. So I don't want the same things rolling every single party that I have. Like I cater each party to the guests that are in that party. So I'm not posting the exact same thing every week.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay. This is amazing. And I love it. My brain only thinks in systems and and it's a problem. Sometimes it's almost too like we can't be robotic again. We have to be creative and we have to be personal and we have to create those connections. I do think, however, you should totally look into boards. If you haven't yet, it will change your life because it's free and you, it's basically just a place to corral it. And do you use your phone or a laptop when you post?
1: I use it on my laptop, yeah. your
0: laptop. And it, it works both. I'm doing my Facebook relaunch literally right now, partly inspired by you, my friend. I want you to know that. So I am doing, I'm doing a little VIP or launch in my VIP group that I've had for years. Cause again, I used to do these things, but of course I took a year off of Facebook, social media and just so I'm mm-hmm. coming back by doing exactly how I would tell a new artist to start her business. And I'm using boards to do it, which is basically copying and pasting, but it's in one simple place. And you can share it with your team too. So even if it's not the exact same thing, and I am doing exactly what you're saying, I'm like going in and I'm like tweaking it and personalizing it and thinking, is there another graphic that might be better or changing it and things like, so I love that. What about with your customer follow-up? Because again, you've got thousands of customers, you've sold hundreds of thousands of makeup, do you use any kind of automations or anything to service your customers on the back end?
1: I am with EMS. I Awesome. Okay, so and I'm I've def- been with. I'm oh, sorry, you keep going. <laughs> yeah, I've been with them for a, a year now, and uh, gosh, I just love it. It's taken so much, so much little things off of my plate that I feel like it was a really good moving, good investment for my personal business to open up and give me more time in the areas that the business needed. So I love it.
0: Okay, awesome. And for anybody listening that doesn't know what that is, EMS, I actually don't know what it stands for it, but I know Justin and Michelle that run that, they are amazing. Michelle and I were just chatting actually at our reunion and I'm gonna bring her on the podcast to interview to discuss it. And it's a little bit of an investment. Again, that's taking the investment route in your business, but someone who's at your level of income and volume, and customers, it, it can be one of the most amazing aspects to give you the confidence to continue doing two classes a week, right? To feel like you can actually serve these people well. And it does duplicate for, again, those like one, two percenters who are at that investment level or the influencer level in their business, which I would say one thing that I shameless plug here, but I have finally wrapped up and finished my automations course called Automate to Replicate. And I haven't officially launched it yet. For anybody that's listening that wants to check it out, you technically can go to com slash automate. And it's the same systems, but on a smaller level using Project Broadcast, Flowdesk, JotForm, Zapier. And it's a way like for maybe those girls, like I would never tell someone over that's selling more than say $5,000 of their product a month, they need to go with EMS all day long. You have the income and the the time or you need the time for other things I should say to pay Justin and Michelle to set that up for you because they'll do a beautiful job. <laughs> but for anybody that's not there yet, that maybe they work full-time or they're like me, a busy business owner or something that maybe doesn't have the time. And they might have that little bit of extra um, investment because this is about, it winds up being about $35 a month and then the course right now is 97 it it is something that for saint artists i it is free for saint artists so i've passed the code out at our reunion so if you or anyone you know is a saint artist get with your leader to get that little snazzy code for saint artists but for anybody else it's actually only $97 so that is something that i'm really excited about it's actually what i use in my business cuz i'm not there yet girl i sell on average about 3500 a month. But I'm looking to get where you are because I know it can be done. And it all starts with that first launch class, right?
1: <laughs> which is what I'm doing this exactly. week. Exactly. Yep. And I love that because if I would have had something project broadcast a year ago, gosh, that would have been, it would have been a game changer in follow-up and that type of thing and automation. So i love that. Definitely something that I'm going to be sharing with my artists.
0: Awesome. Cool we did chat more about, and I'll be sharing more about that when I'm ready. It's been so nerve wracking to put it out there, but people are working through it and they're having success with it. I'm like, it works. It works. And so I'm so excited to officially put it out there. Hey, now it's better. It's good of a time as any, right?
1: Exactly. I
0: can't tell you how inspiring you have been to me from afar. And the fact that I've gotten to know you better through this and the fact that you've been so gracious to abundantly share all of this wisdom and knowledge. I know I'm thankful. And I just know everyone who's listening to this is this is just what I needed
1: (laughs) so thank you thank you I'm so glad I got to come on and and chit chat
0: awesome where can people find you I know they can follow you right on maybe you'll get another maybe you'll get to 3,500 followers on Instagram at Brit B-E-H-N-K-E right B-R-I-T-B-E-H-N-K-E but where else if somebody wants to find you can they find you
1: my Facebook page is just Britt Banky. And then I have my video group as well, which is Beauty with Britt on Facebook. Okay, awesome.
0: Thank you again, Britt. And if you're listening to this and you want to ask a question, we have the Called to Lead community, which is over on Telegram. And if you have more questions, if I forgot something for Britt, I know where to find your on Telegram so I can ask her. So hop on into that community. <laughs> And you can always text the word podcast to my project broadcast cell number, which is 912-405-8912. And that'll get you plugged in right to that community. And I can't wait to see what you guys thought about today's episode. So thank you so much again, Britt. Have a great week.
1: Thank you too. Yeah, I'm
0: so grateful for your time with me today. Feel free to check out heatherkburge.com for all the scoop on all the things. Also, I've got a huge favor. If you found any value from today's episode, Would you mind leaving me a quick review or even better share with a friend by clicking those three little dots at the bottom of your screen, sending you big hugs.